All right, this is week two of the I Can't Deal With This podcast. How we doing, guys? We got Adam, we got GH Slash, we got Gabe. How we feeling? What's up, Jake? How was your week, man? How was your week, man? Man, it, it was good. It was good. It was good. How was y'all's? Productive, productive. Uh, got a lot of stuff done. Uh, Pretty lazy. Got a lot of sleep and stuff, but so, yeah. So you got one guy who's just sleeping a lot. You got one guy who's not eating until he finishes his chemistry homework. Uh, that, that's dedication that's right there, dedication, boys and girls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and we got another guy who can't show up on time to save his life. You know what? No, I'm the just party doesn't start when I get here. Oh, I feel that. I, I feel here, that. Okay? Shows up 25 <laughs> minutes late to his own birthday party. Um. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. Y'all had birthday parties? <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Gabe just got rice for his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a good present. <laughs> Yo, Gabe, Gabe got rice and underwear. That was it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. And a pair of socks. Yeah. Yeah. All right, All right, let's, that's not a good year. That's not a good year. All right. So I thought that it would be a good way to start because we didn't talk about it last year. I can't deal with this podcast. It's a very unique name. So I... I wanted to talk about how we got our name. Matt. Uh, oh, Matt, you slice yeah. Nah, so what was the story? Um, let me so, think. So, so the story started out where all of my roommates were in the room, y'all were in the room, and we were trying to do a mic check, and nobody was listening to me. And so nobody was listening to me, so I just was like, I can't deal with this. And, and then up. Pat was like, Brain went off, and it's like I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. <laughs> this is it. That, this is that, it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Um, so, we got the name out the way. So, week one is in the books. How are we feeling? How are we feeling? We are we feeling? Uh, this gonna be I'm a, just excited that this year is back. Like football season is back. This who? is gonna be a good year. Oh, it's gonna be a real good year. I got three words. Who? That? Baby. My Saints. Getting so, their week. So his Saints want to know. My 49ers, 1-0. My Panthers. Oh, 1-1. One, one. One, one. Yeah. All right, so. All right, first game. Uh, so, what we're going to be doing is we're going to do a new segment in which we will do a 10-second recap of all the games. For this is week one. Next week, we will do a recap of week two. All right, so. All right, week, okay, you guys, how you want to do this? We're going to go around and all this. Pick, okay, okay yeah. let's do that. Okay. You started uh, out. All right. Um. Bears Packers. Bears Packers. What a way to start the hundred year season? Oh. Question mark. Question yeah. mark. Uh, Rams. Oh, this is, this is buds. Rams Rams, Pan- Rams Panthers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey has become the what's it called the motor for our offense. Oh, for sure. That's he's really been crazy. like that for like a while. Yeah. Just you're just realizing. Cam, hope we hopefully. Hopefully Cam's shoulder gets better. Oh, true. Dude, I love Cam. All right, who we got next? All right, we got 49ers over the Bucks, Dude, I think my defense is real. Had two TDs, two t- defensive TDs. I think our defense is real. James Winston. Uh, Titans over the Browns. Titans over the Browns. Um, People in Cleveland, I am so sorry, but – the Titans just crashed your party. <laughs> we were Rain who we all, thought they were. Or <laughs> we they, were who they thought no, they, they were. No, they were like we thought we, they were. And one more thing, uh, $350,000 watch, question mark, Odell? That's all a right. lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. All right, next game, uh, Eagles-Redskins. The Eagles 
Carson Wentz is picking up right back where he left off. Mm. I think I think this could be Carson Wentz's bounce back year. I think yeah, it will be most definitely. Where where he I think that this is Carson Wentz's MVP year. And all I gotta say is Deshaun Jackson looked good in that green number ten again. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. So we got Ravens over Dolphins. Lem- oh, I am good game for a running back. <laughs> or what? No, my mine would be tank for Tua. Question mark. Lamar <laughs> can throw. Question mark. <laughs> see, see, I'm more. I'm very confused on like, is the Ravens just that good, or is Miami just that bad? I and I think it's Miami. I think Miami's just that bad. I don't think the Ravens. I think with Hollywood Brown though, I think they will be able to get the ball thrown down the field a lot like that. But nah, I don't think that happened all season. All right. Um, Vikings over Falcons. Vikings over Falcons. Falcons are not the same Super Bowl team that lost to the Patriots. Ever since that second half started, they haven't been the same team. <laughs> I think I think Vikings – see, you took the Falcons not being as good as we thought they were, but I think the Vikings are on, on their way back up. I think this is the Vikings year where, like, every team has a window in which if they don't get it within that time – their Super Bowl contingent is closing, and I think it's either this year or next year for the Vikings, and, and they're out of contention. And I think another thing about the Vikings is last year they were doing pass, pass, pass to Stephon Diggs and um, Adam Thielen. This year they got something different. They got Dalvin yeah, Cook. Dalvin Cook is back. Running the ball. Cooking. One cooking of, them. He got 111 yards, two touchdowns last se- last game. I think that's a big thing. Um, let's talk about Chiefs the- and Jaguars. Um, <laughs> Sammy Watkins. Is the deep threat? Question mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what ha- what happened to Tyree Kill? Tyree Kill? Something happened with him, right? Tyree Kill. Something about his shoulder. I don't think they've given a official like injury or whatever like that. But I don't. He probably won't play. I mean, did do you, did, you did Lashawn McCoy play? Yesterday. I don't think. Let me see. I or a couple days, a few days ago. Actually, oh my gosh, this man quietly got eighty-one rushing yards. <laughs> Really? Yeah, no Maybe. one talked about that. Okay. I mean, you still, but you, you still see like Patrick Mahomes still has that cannon for an arm now every did, single time. Now, did anybody see him try to do that no look pass to, to Travis, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey and completely <laughs> missed? <laughs> yeah. Um, the biggest, the biggest story about this game, um, former Super Bowl MVP, um, Mick Foles out for the season. Is he out for the season? He's out for the season, bro. Out, like. Completely for the season. All um, right. So and they got this Garner Mishinu rookie from Washington State. I think he's twenty three years old. Looks forty three years old. He has a he has handlebars. Let's just say that he has handlebars. All right. Colts, Chargers. I think. I think that Philip Rivers is the timeless wonder. I think three hundred thirty three yards, three touchdowns. 25 for 34. I think he's pretty good. Also, Marlon Mack, 25 rushes, 174 yards. Yeah, I was impressed with how the Colts played. I think that uh, they didn't take that Andrew Luck loss and just waver. You know, Jacoby Brissett, he's going to have a good year. I think he's he's well – he's stepping up to the play. I think he's going to – T.Y., also eight receptions, 87 yards. Um. I think the Colts, they look really, really, really good without Andrew Luck. I think what the problem was is, oh, Adam Vinatieri 
he missed uh, he missed seven points on the field. Did he really? Yes. And that seven points, you give that to that twenty four, that thirty one thirty, the Colts had that game. So, uh, is Adam Vinatieri ever gonna retire? I think Adam Vinatieri is going to be kicking until he's like sixty years old. He needs to go home. <laughs> he needs to go home. Yeah, he's gonna. He, so when he gets home, he's gonna. You have you ever seen that that Kobe meme where he's sitting on the chair that was like, "What y'all like to do?" <laughs> I, I honestly don't think like if Adam Vinatieri doesn't kick balls anymore, I don't think he knows what. To yeah, do I, I don't know. He's, he's he's walking around the house kicking stuff. <laughs> honestly, honestly though, I think that one of the best games of the week. To me, was that Buffalo Jets game? Really, seventeen sixteen, and the Jets were up like the Jets pretty were up big, sixteen zero at one point. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. seventeen point comeback. I mean, it wasn't a like we got we got Hollywood Brown. You got like Hollywood Brown. Yeah, you got that. Plays for the Ravens. Yeah, I realized that once. <laughs> Okay, I saw Jay Brown and I didn't know who it was. John Brown. This John Brown. John, John Brown, Brown played well. Yeah, he John did, play, did play good. He did really play really well. Having him on my fantasy team gave me solid points. You know, okay, okay. I mean, it was like seven receptions, like 123 yards, one touchdown. Yeah. So the biggest thing I see from this this game is the best quarterback. The best they they were saying the best quarterback from last year's class is Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield didn't play well, and Josh Allen and Sam Darnold both played well. So I think. I don't know if Baker may be the best anymore. Um, let's go to a new game. Let's go to this Bengals-Seahawks game, 21-20. DK Metcalf, 89 yards. That surprised that me. That surprised me as that, well. That surprised what me. What surprised me is that the Bengals even kept in that game. Like, the I was not expecting the Bengals to have. I was expecting a blowout. Of I blow. thought it was, too. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like 35 35-10 Seahawks. Yeah, I had them. I chose them last week with my nine-and-a-half-point spread. Mm, mm. They just won by one. John Ross, also 158 yards. Um, you guys know he does hold the record for 40-time and 4-2-2. And it looks like he's finally breaking out. Like, hopefully this will be his breakout year with A.J. Green down, all that. I think this could be it. And Andy Dalton, uh, they, they draft Ryan, Ryan Finley in the draft. I guess to take Andy Dalton's spot, but Andy Dalton, four eighteen was like, I ain't going nowhere, except home after the NFL season. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you feel about Tyler Boyd? Do you do we think that he's uh, number one possible number one wide receiver, number two mm. slot guy? What? No, he's just a really, really, really good uh, number two receiver um, on the other side of AJ Green, but. I don't think he – I mean, I think he's a good receiver. I don't think he can be as good as he can be if A.J. Green's not on the field. Yeah. Uh, we got the tie of the week. We got Lions and we got Cardinals. Kyler Murray impressed me. You know, I caught the end of that game, and he made some he made some beautiful throws. Both rookies on both teams, first-round yes. picks. T.J. Hawkinson. Hawkinson, dude. 131 yeah, that, touchdown. That dude is the truth. Do you, but do you think that he's going to have that sustained like growth? Like, could I think that he might be the next George Kittle? Like, George Kittle came out of nowhere last year, yeah. and and just completely surprised everybody. And I think that it's possible that T.J. Hawkinson might be the same way. I think so. I mean, my my biggest thing, Larry Gerald, old as dirt, one thirteen, uh, and a touchdown. 
I think he's just going to be awesome for Kyler Murray his first year and growing. Kyler Murray literally started to start the game six for 16. And just – he I've never seen a player grow from one quarter to the fourth quarter. And I think for him to tie it up, I think it's a win for the Cardinals. I think it's a big loss for the Detroit Lions. They were up 18 in the fourth quarter. Like, no. Yeah. Steelers, Patriots. Wow. So <laughs> that um so st- so which one is kind of like the the thing about the like Ravens um the Ravens game? Do you think that it's how good the Patriots are or how bad the Steelers it's are? It's definitely how good the Patriots are cuz they just have so many weapons. Like I had forgot about Demarius Thomas. Just heard, recently heard they traded him. I forget where they traded him to. To the Jets. Yeah. First, like, six-round pick, right? And you know the last time the Patriots and Jets had a trade-off? It was the Jets trading Bill Belichick to the Patriots, and we all know how that happened. Six That's hilarious. Ball, six years later. It, it's, it's just, like, they just have so many weapons. They they I saw a stat. Like, they, had, they played more plays this game – Without a tight end, than they did all of last year. Yeah, I think they really are going to miss Gronk this year. They got some, they got some tight, they got some tight ends, some no namers. I mean, I think Brady can make anyone look good, but I don't know. Uh, you, also, you have like James Conner, ten rushes, twenty-one yards, which like. Everybody thought that James Conner was going to be kind of the next love bell, the next breakout star, but may- maybe we spoke too soon. I don't think – I think another thing is people didn't know what to expect to him last year, but yeah. All right, so probably the play of the week, the early play of the year, or play of the year, game of the year, it's your boys, them Saints, over the Texans. So how did we feel about that game? <laughs> What? Hold on. Before we do that, I want to get in the mind of Adam July and give me the emotional roller coaster that was that game. Well, you know what? I wake up every morning. I just know the Saints are the greatest team in the NFL. I didn't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any doubt. I knew Drew Reese was going to do it, and I ain't gonna lie. I was hanging off my off my my chair a couple nights ago, and um, DeAndre Hopkins. Is, is he is who we thought he was? <laughs> yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is truth, and the Texans though sadly He's I don't see them winning this division. Not with De- the offensive line. DeAndre Hopkins is also the next uh, Kofi Kingston. Kofi, Kingston? y'all see that tackle? Yes. Oh, with the suplex <laughs> that Adam wanted him to get thrown out the game <laughs> for. Thrown out the game. He threw Marcus Williams on his head. <laughs> nah, but what I took away from that is like. The Texans, they need to do a better job of protecting their quarterback because, like, no QB can take – no matter how strong you are, you can't take that many hits and expect to play a, an hour-long, 60-minute-long game yeah. and continue to throw the ball. Like, he, he took way too many hits, Definitely. six sacks and 11 QB hits. Definitely. If you don't think the Texans are going to win that division, who do you think would win you that know, division, though? I don't even – you know, I think the Colts are the best team. So, you're so you're a believer that the Colts, even without Andrew Luck, are still, still a contender? Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I said, they 
they're still a really good team, and Jacoby Brissett is surrounded by some really good pieces. Uh, last game of the not, last game of week one, Broncos versus Raiders. Broncos look really good without Antonio Brown. Really, really good without Antonio Brown, and Joe Flacco looked like Joe Flacco still. See, the, yeah, you mean the Raiders look good without Antonio Brown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the Raiders look good without Antonio Brown. The Broncos aren't as good. The Broncos are to me the Hornets of the NFL, mm. where they they never get a good enough pick where it's a game changer. They never get top one, top two, top three pick, but they're always in that kind of twelve to fourteen range, and it's kind of like NFL purgatory where you're yeah. you can never have a good like you can never have a good rebuild system, but you can never have a good like play now system. And another thing is, um, John Elway keeps striking out quarterbacks. I think, but. We'll see. It's week one. Cortland Sutton, thank you for your 15 and a half points. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't so, think we did Cowboys and Giants, but, you know, quickly, Dak Prescott, I think he's overrated. Cowboys O-line is protecting him. That's what. That's what, why he's so good. So, yeah, there's that. I huh. still I still think that it, with every piece of the offensive line together – Offensive line is such a pivotal part on the offense. It will make you or break you. And if they have all their people back, then they're a force to be reckoned with. I mean, I could run through that. Two yeah. years ago, three years ago, when they had um, when they first Zeke's first season, I could have ran through for 500 yards. Probably so. In each season, right? I would probably run 1,500 yards because I'm just real like that. But all right. So we got so we got week two now. So we got week two coming up. All right. So let's do a little preview games. We got a little preview games. We got tomorrow Bronco Broncos. Buccaneers versus Panthers. Easy uh, win. Easy win. Easy win. Easy win. Man, I would I would watch out a little bit. But six and a half point favorites, that's an interesting line to me. Um just because I feel like Panthers don't have haven't proven enough i mean they did keep in step with the rams but the rams didn't look good and uh i think the Panthers are a pretty good game a pretty good team i think what happened last week is turnovers cam can't throw the ball away dj moore can't fumble the ball they have to get their turnovers in check and also if we cause turnovers we have to capitalize on them because mm-hmm. the rams had turnovers too we just couldn't do anything absolutely once we did get the ball but i think I think they're going to do better next year. I think they're going to win by that spread, the six and a half. <clears throat> not that, I mean, I, I said easy win. I, it's not going to be easy. No game's easy, but it's, it's going to be – I think they're going to do better. They're going to find their identity again. Revenge game, Saints-Rams, who you got? I'm going to go with the Saints just because, like I said, I don't think that the Rams look good. Um, I think that the Rams kind of Super Bowl contendership – is closing and mm-hmm. closing fast. Um, I don't think that Todd Gurley is going to be as productive as he was last year. I think that Jared Goff, I think that Jared Goff's a little bit overrated to me. Um, I think he could be good, but he he's never going to be that Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. He's never going to be the bet. He's never going to be the best in that draft. Um, and so I just think that the Saints are going to pull it out with all their offensive weapons, though. Quick question, real quick. This is going on rabbit trail. The three. Three top quarterbacks in that draft, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Dye Prescott. We already know Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring. He didn't win it, but he still had a Super Bowl ring in an MVP season. Who do you think will have the greatest career out of those three? 
Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Mm. Because I think Carson Wentz, like, I think that Carson Wentz has that um, Baker ment- Baker mentality of like always have a chipping on chip on his shoulder. I mean, because you got Jared Goff who came from California, but you got uh, Carson Wentz who came from San Diego State. I mean, you got some. They came from a small university and a no-name university and made something of themselves. And so every day when he comes into practice, every day when he comes into a game, I feel that he comes with everything he's got. Not Dak. I mean, Dak came from Mississippi State, SEC school, but he was also a fourth-round pick. And, yeah. See, but to me, I think that Carson Wentz, like, while both of them – while both Dak and Carson Wentz came from a kind of have a chip on their shoulder mentality, I think that Carson Wentz has all those pieces around him where he can go off. I just don't think that with that wide receiver core that Dak could go for a 5,000-yard season, and, I, and think I think that Carson Wentz could. Out of the three of them, I think Carson Wentz is the best leader. I think oh, he's a greater sure. leader. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've heard that Dak Prescott's leader of that of that locker room, and another thing about Dak throwing 5,000 yards, he won't ever have to throw 5,000 yards because – Look who's behind him, who can run for 2,000 yards. And who's in front of him, and who's to the right, left, and even more to the right or left on the sidelines. True. What is he talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? about? The receivers and the coaches. Yeah, what about the receivers and the coaches? The coaches suck. Jason Garrett sucks. Jason Garrett (laughs) does just clap. I mean, Amari Cooper, yeah, Amari Cooper's a once – like, to me, Amari Cooper's one of the best. Michael Galba's a pretty good player, too, and you got to give around the call some love. Jason Wynn – the guy, I could probably beat him in a race, but he always gets open. I don't know how that bad. Hey, my boy's the Brett Favre of the tight end position. One thing that I'm I'm interested in is, I want to get your take on it, is the Vikings-Packers game. Um, how we feeling? The Green Bay is right now three-point favorites. So, do you think – I think that the Green Bay defense that we saw, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think that it's good enough to be a top five defense. And, I, I'm sorry, buddy. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, I also agree. I think the Vikings are going to beat them by at least a touchdown. Because, I mean, even – yeah, their defense was good. But also, like, they played against Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, who played horrible. So, I mean, you, I give them credit. But, like, it's definitely not sustainable. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. I think you gotta go with the best player on the two teams, out of the two teams, Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers, he has had a couple down years. I think, I think this is gonna be his game. Last year, though, this game ended in a tie. Week two, Vikings, Vikings, Packers, and then the tie. So, we'll see what happens this year. I think that, I think I completely see your point with take the better player of the two teams, and it's definitely Aaron Rodgers. But if you look at the two sides of the ball collectively, I think it's you got Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, you got Dalvin Cook now that's reemerging, you got Kirk Cousins, which is uh, average, a little bit above average in my opinion. But you also have on the other side of the ball one of the top five, top three defenses in the league. Um, and so I just don't think the Packers have that complete package. So I'm out. I'm out. Now, one one last thing that we got to do is neither <laughs> we're all 0-1 in our pick'ems. All right? I picked the Browns, which we all saw how that went. 
you picked the Saints, and they won, but they didn't cover the spread, so they're 0-1. And then what about you? You, you picked the, the Seahawks, Seahawks but, but they, they didn't, didn't cover, cover the spread, the spread yeah. so you're 0-1 as well. All right, so for week two, what is your pick em game? I'm choosing the Eagles. Eagles over the Falcons. Okay, why? Because, I mean, I think the Falcons are overrated. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback, but like you – like you, what you said, the best player on both sides of the ball is Carson Wentz, and he also has Zach Ertz. He's got Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Jackson over there now, and I mean they just, they look so good last week. I I can't not pick yeah. them. Also, Alshon Jeffrey, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, the, I everything. think that's a good. I think that's a good pick. Um, for me, I'm going with my 49ers. Um, they're versing the Bengals. There are two points at favorites, and I just I think that our defense is going to take a huge step up. I still don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo like that, but Jimmy G, yeah, the Garoppolo goats, Garoppolo goats. But I think that with our defense stepping up, and now that we got George Kittle, and we have a running back by committee type offense, which I think will work well for us. Um, I think that. Where we will easily cover that two point spread. What about you, Adam? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go <laughs> that Patriots Dolphins with an 18 point spread. I think. I think the Patriots can do it. The defense of the Patriots look really good. Tom Brady looks really good at 42. I got the I got the Patriots beating the Dolphins by 18. And we never said the spread for mine. The Eagles are one and a half point favor over the Falcons. So that's the point spread I'm I, going I think for. that I mean I think that that's a good point especially if the Falcons aren't aren't as good as we think they are or like they are regressing as quickly as we think they are I think that that's definitely a, a good good spread all right so what we got next we got um coming up Divas, next wide receivers this year so we got diva wide receivers we Let's got a b oh my gosh a V A B literally could be a reality show right now. He literally can. I think I don't know if you guys saw the the video of him getting when he figured out he was released by the Raiders. He was I'm free. The, I'm, I'm free. He called his grandma and said, "Grandmama, I'm free." <laughs> grandmama, they freed me. They freed free me. It happened. Free at last. Free at last. And I was just, uh, he's a clown. I just and like he's so good and it's gonna it's gonna bite him. Ten years when they they're doing Hall of Fame. They're going to see Antonio Brown. They're going to look at his numbers and be like, wow, this is a Hall of Fame receiver. Is he worse, not as bad, or the same as Terrell Owens and his antics back in the day? I mean, the thing about Terrell Owens is Terrell Owens, I would, if I had to choose between Antonio Brown and Terrell Owens, I will pick Antonio Brown. Terrell Owens literally divided locker rooms up because they had people that were team Terrell Owens and they had people that were – team not to Owens and I think Antonio Brown is a thing like Antonio Brown is like on himself he doesn't really have people like he didn't have a team like once I have the team being on his side another side team not being 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 against him like Terrell Owens Antonio Brown is just kind of doing his own thing and it is a distraction to the team but I think the team is still kind of with him I, I Terrell Owens like I said he split a locker room up and like the 49ers who could have won another Super Bowl, the Cowboys who could have won the Super Bowl, the Eagles who should have won a Super Bowl way before the the past Super Bowl they won. 
with Donald McNabb and all that in the mid 2000s, they could have won Super Bowl. And I think the sole reason they didn't win is because Terrell Owens. I think that I actually side with that Mike Greenberg argument that I heard the other day where he was like, it is the most unprofessional act that we have hurt, we have had in the past century. I mean, because mm. in my opinion, you you got somebody who hates playing for a team so much that he is going and deliberately doing unprofessional stuff, calling people names, childish antics, in order to just try to get off the team. And to me, that's unrespectable and despicable. Especially for a team that did so much for him. The team that he broke out on that he's been with his whole career. Are you talking about the Steelers? Yeah. the Raiders, don't. Oh, he's talking about the yeah, Raiders? Yeah, Jacob was talking about how, the, how he did so much to get off the Raiders. Yeah. Well, I mean, same thing with the Steelers, though, too. I mean. Uh, um, well, I I blame. When I see a kid acting out in the store, I say I blame his parents. And you know who I blame for Antonio Brown acting out? Are you out? talking about his grandmama? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not blaming I'm his free. grandmama. <laughs> I, blame, I blame the Steelers. A lot of people don't know this, but Tony Brown was literally having the same, doing the same stuff he's doing now in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin and the Roonies didn't say anything forever because of he was catching 13 touchdowns a game. He was catching, he was averaging 170 catches. You know, he was he was getting a thousand yards. You know, every season. Of course, you're not gonna say that and want to upset him. And they were doing it and they were winning. And when you start losing and he's doing the same thing, that's a little bit different. Where do you think that, like, the the Antonio Brown saga with the Raiders, where do you think it started? Did it start before, like, the helmet thing? Like, do you think the helmet thing started, like, with the helmet thing? Was that his first attempt to get off the Raiders? Or was it calling the GM a cracker? Like, also, I don't know. I don't get offended by being called a cracker i don't know like i don't know if that's supposed to be a bad term no it's, it's a racial slur and it shouldn't be i i don't like racial slurs i think i think it's mean i think he shouldn't have said it you don't call someone that and i think it's disrespectful he's really he's really upset because mike mayor find him stuff mike mike tomlin should have did in pittsburgh yeah like dude you can't get upset because we're gonna find you for not coming to practice you are an NFL player. Come to practice. Yeah. <laughs> even though, even if you're not playing in the preseason, it's a thing. We have we have a really young team. We need our veteran players. And yes, Antonio Brown, you're 31. You're a veteran player now. We need our rookies to see Antonio Brown, a star player, you know, going to practice. Even though he's not playing in the preseason game. Even though he's not going to do anything really in practice because we can't afford him to get hurt. We need to know. We need everyone on the team to know that they're not above going to practice. And when you don't go to practice and you get fined for it, you can't get upset. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good point. Um, so, on the other side of the diva receivers, we got OBJ, who Odell. <laughs> yeah, you got Odell, who's you got three hundred dollar drip on it while in the game, which is hilarious. So how three hundred dollars? Three hundred. Fifty thousand dollars. Did I say three hundred? I meant three hundred fifty thousand. Yeah. So how do we is, feel about it? If I had to watch that expensive, I wouldn't even want to wear it in a NFL game or any football game in general. You kidding me? I'd be showing it off to all the honeys. Man. Yeah, but that's like not during the honeys. The honeys. 
I wouldn't take it out of the box. I would take a picture of it and show people around, like, hey guys, look look at this uh look at this picture of my new watch I got. I wouldn't even take it out the house. But do do y'all think that the NFL is targeting him like like he said they were? No, I don't think I think Odell I think Odell has an issue and his one issue is this. He doesn't want to be in Cleveland. He I think he wanted I want, I think his heart is in New York City where the lights are the brightest. Um we're talking about a storied franchise in the New York Giants. He he wanted to be, you know, he was the main topic of a big franchise in the NFL, and they got tired of him, so they shipped him out to Cleveland, where they got Baker Mayfield and all this. Who, so Odell is not just the main story anymore. And I think you know he's still taking shots at Eli. He's still taking shots at Dave Gellerman. Like, I don't think he's wrapped his head around being traded to the Browns. And until he gets that, I don't think he will – I don't think he'll play well in Cleveland. My thing is, like, I th- he needs to focus on – like, his team lost by a lot. <laughs> yeah. 43 to what? Like, 13 I, I or something? 40, yeah, 43 like 13 or like, something like that, yeah. They lost, but he's he should be worried about other things than worrying about – the NFL finding him or whatever about this watch. Yeah. Like, he needs to watch his temper <laughs> and watch the balls that his quarterback is throwing to him and watch the end zone and uh, watch something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but, yeah, it, I think he, he's taking it, like, just just play football. Like, yeah. j- just play, you know. I definitely, I definitely, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's the crazy thing about it is because you know, there's so many guys that are very athletic, very skilled, and they work really hard, and they literally, they haven't made their dream is to make the NFL, and they're not gonna make the NFL because of something. And then you have these goose, these clowns in the NFL, who yeah, they are putting up big numbers and stuff, but like they're not, they're not, they're not acting respectable, and I think it's like. Like um, I think it's unprofessional. I think it's just a grace, and yeah. Man, got some strong words for that. All right, so we're gonna now transition into a time of Mount Rushmores. But this week's Mount Rushmore is the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. So, which one of you guys want the first pick? Oh, and by the way, I- it was just Adam and Gabe last year or last week. It is. I am now involved, and I am going to run the table. Ooh, run the table. Run the, ta- run uh, the table. Right, Roll say, with us. Let's not say that. Roll with <laughs> us. Um, I'll do the first pick. Um, I think the first pick, you got to go. I, I don't really like the guy that much, but you got to go with Tom Brady. Tom Brady has six Super Bowl rings. He was drafted in the sixth round. When he went to the University of Michigan as a as a freshman, he was like the fourth quarterback on the depth chart. When he went to New England, he's like the fourth quarterback on the depth chart. He kept he kept on grinding, and I you, he's probably the greatest football player that ever put a helmet on right now. And I just think I just think I just think his story is great. He has six Super Bowl rings. Yeah, that's all you have to say. This man has one for all of his left hand, and one for his pinky toe. If you really want to put it down there, like. I think it's crazy. Who's putting ra- Super Bowl rings on their pinky <laughs> toe? I'll put, I'll put my ring on, on the pinky toe. I'm sorry. All right. But do you want second pick or you want me to have it? No, I'm, I'm going second pick. You know, what do you mean? Okay, okay, okay. All right. 
for the second pick of this Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Okay. You're going to take him. <laughs> I am going with Peyton Manning. Don't, bruh. What do you mean don't? That was going to be my pick. Oh. Let's talk about Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, he just recently got passed up for most yards of all time by Drew Brees. But Peyton Manning was a wizard with the football. He could make any throw on the field. He, Even though he has less less Super Bowl rings than his quarterback, I mean, I mean, than his brother, his little brother. I mean, Peyton Manning was just a genius with the football, with the Colts. With the um the Broncos, he's got the most touchdowns in a season, or tied. I'm not sure if he's got the most or tied, but I mean, no, no, he has the most. This man knew how to get the ball in the end zone, and any you could give him any receiver, and he could make them great. You know, he got had Marvin Harrison, Wes Welker. They were all good with him. And one more thing, I heard, I heard Manning, He came to the line with one play, like what the coordinator threw out there, and he had. Seven different, he had seven different other plays in his head. He was thinking about that he could have audible too. That's crazy. That's just, that's crazy. That's Omaha, why, Omaha. That's why his forehead was probably that big. <laughs> All the thinking. All the thinking. He's All right, there. so mine is going to be a little bit of an oddball. All right, I'm going to stay away from Joe Montana and that kind of pick right now. But I want to go with the ultimate underdog and who I feel like doesn't get as much respect as he deserves. The one man, the one quarterback in which is always overlooked and has never won a Super Bowl. And I'm going with Dan Marino. Mm. And the reason why is because Dan Marino had a the the all-time yardage rush uh his 5000 and 84 passing yards in the 1984 single season stood for 27 years, 27 years. And that takes talent. That takes consistency. All right. He led the league in passing, I think, five or six times. Every time that he stepped on the field and played all 16 games, he passed for at least 3,500 yards every single time. Um, I think that he is just one of those guys where he had six seasons of at least 4,000 passing yards. And I think that he's the guy, for me, that's always passed up, always overlooked, and I think that he never gets the respect that he's due. Hmm. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I love that, Marino. Um, my second pick. Well, we're doing Snake. Oh, my when bad. do we – have we ever not done Snake? My bad, my bad. All right, I'm so sorry. for me, I'm going to go with the once-in-generation talent, and it is our – we just talked about him a little bit ago, and it is my boy – Aaron, all right. The reason why is I think that he, no quarterback in history, has ever taken care of the ball like Aaron Rodgers has. He has the best career, career passing percentage, and interception percentage of all time. And I think that it's something that you can't just overlook of him taking care of the ball. He won't lose his team games. I mean, Brett Favre. Brett Favre's one a man, the myth, the legend, but. He has single-handedly lost teams, lost Green Bay games because he just drove, picked, tried to do too much. And I think that that's super, super, super important. Um, He's thrown for at least 3,800 yards in eight seasons. Um, He's eighth all-time in completion percentage, 17th all-time in passing yards. Um, I I think that he's – 
I think he's awesome. And I think that he needs to be put in that conversation of one of the best. All right, for the second one on mine, I'm going with your boy Drew Brees. Mm, I like that. I was if it got to Adam, I knew he was going to. I'll let him say Drew Brees at first, but you got to let me just let me just read this list for y'all. Super Bowl MVP, twelve-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro, four-time Second Team, two-time Offensive Player of the Year, Associated Press Male Athlete of the Year, and that's just like scratching the surface. We got this man. He had the most career passing yards, most career pass completions, most pass completions in a season. He's the most accurate quarterback in NFL history. He's the most accurate quarterback in single season history. He's got the most touchdown pass. He's tied for the most touchdown passes in a game. And he has the most consecutive games with a touchdown pass. Now, my Panthers have been going against this man for a long time. And I think it's finally time I give that man his respect. Mm. He is one of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history. And I think another thing about Drew Brees, <laughs> there's been, I believe, 10. Oh, there's been 11 quarterbacks, I believe, that have thrown. Oh, I'm sorry. 11 seasons that have been uh, quarterback seasons that have thrown f- over 5,000 yards. Drew Brees has five of those. Let that sink in. Everyone else has one. I believe, hold on, I think Big Ben has two now. But everyone else has, you know, Drew Brees still has five, which is crazy. You know what I mean? Um, My quarterback, uh, a lot of people don't know about him, which is, I think, very upsetting. Doug Williams. Wow. I think Doug Williams, uh, first uh, African-American or black, whatever, however you say it, quarterback to play in Super Bowl, and he won. He beat – and he beat a great John Elway, forty-two to ten, and I think that that was the start of like black quarterbacks can black people black black guys could play quarterback, but until then, like if you're a black guy in college, they moved you to wide receiver or running back when you got to the NFL because they didn't feel like you were smart enough. And Doug Williams, he came in and he showed them that he showed the NFL that black guys can be quarterbacks and. You know, like, and the way he and the way he got the job was crazy. Like, he started. It was I think it was a strike season where NFL players, like big time NFL players, were on strike because they were not getting their money. And this man, I believe, just came off the street, tried out for the Redskins, played well, and played in the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl for the Redskins. I think that's crazy. And I think I think he's an inspiration to black quarterbacks like RG three, Cam, Lamar Jackson, uh, Deshaun Watson. I think Russell Wilson. I think just great. But he go ahead, bud. Don't you have two, or did you already say two? Oh, uh, do I have two? Yeah. All right. Um, my second quarterback. Um. So who's your team so far? Tom Brady and Doug Williams. Okay, so yes, you do have to. Um, my second quarterback, you did take my Drew Brees. Um, but I want to go. Hmm. I want. I want to go with Joe Montana. You got to go with Joe Montana, because the guy is just so consistent. Co- collective sigh, sigh of sadness. Everyone got <laughs> Joe. Everybody wants Joe. I was like, yeah. if Joe gets back to me, you best believe I'm gonna <laughs> take him. The guy is just. The job was just great. He he perfected the West Coast West Coast offense. 
And um, a lot of people don't give him his due diligence, due diligence because he had Jerry Jerry Rice as his court as his wide receiver, and Jerry Rice is probably the greatest football player besides Tom Brady. And you just can't do that. I think you got to give Joe Montana the consistency he played with. You just gotta you gotta give it to him. He's yeah. just an I awesome mean, quarterback. My, my man, Joe Montana's got to be. Maybe other than Tom Brady is by far one of the best playoff quarterbacks of all time. And I'm I honestly I'm upset that I wasn't allowed to see him play ever. But you know. Yeah. All right, but all right, I'm gonna go with Brett Favre because you know Brett Favre is was a very Brett Favre. Brett Favre. You keep sound. It keeps sounding like Brett Favre. That's it's Brett Favre, not Brett Favre. No, it is Brett Favre. Oh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre flows easily, more easy off the tongue. No, you got to say his name. <laughs> we're right, gonna we're gonna just call you Guh. It flows easier. All right, so yeah, Brett Favre. He um lots of. Again, <laughs> Brett Favre. Thank you. So Brett Favre. You know, since he was the, <laughs> I right. can't be the Let only the one hearing this. Argument. Oh my god! <laughs> that guy, since he was since the he was named the <laughs> number four for the Green Bay Packers before Aaron Rodgers, you know, he had never missed a game for eighteen and a half consecutive seasons. That's impressive. That's crazy. That that is very impressive, especially for a quarterback. And just throwing the ball that much, he had the most pass attempts in NFL history by any quarterback. But uh, I've heard a lot of people say, like, his stats are kind of, like, you know, padded since he played 20 years, I think it was. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, just those 20 years, I mean, each he never really had a bad season. I mean, 1991, he only played two games, but the rest of his career is history. I mean, he has – he's top five in – passing yards i mean he's top five passing touchdowns mm-hmm. i mean this dude was he's definitely not as talented as aaron Rodgers, but as far as durability and talent goes he's up there with the best of them so i'm going with brett Favre. so for me i'm gonna go with the splash from the past baby so i brought in aaron Rodgers, got a new guy but i'm gonna go all the way back and i'm gonna go with this guy named otto graham and not many people know about Who's Otto, Otto Graham. Graham. Who's Otto Graham? So my boy Otto Graham <laughs> is probably one of the most winningest quarterbacks of all time. Won eighty one point four percent of his starts. He led the Browns in nine seasons. He led them to a championship every single year for all nine years and won seven of them. Now this is pre Super Bowl era, folks. Yes, yes. So he he has the he doesn't have quite doesn't have quite the accolades, but it's still impressive nonetheless. I mean, he averaged over 2,500 yards each of his each one of his nine season with the Browns. I mean, you got to give the, my man his due. Um, got to be one of the most winningest quarterbacks, and you can say he doesn't have um, he doesn't have quite the statistics that a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning has. But what he does have is he's got wins and he's got W's. And that's all that matters. Dubs. Dubs. And you can't fault a guy for playing in the wrong era. Like, you can't say, 
oh, he's he didn't play in 20, 2019, mm-hmm. and so he doesn't count. Like, you yeah. can't fault a guy for that. And I'm also going to go with another old school guy, and I'm going to go with Bart Starr. Ooh. Um, so the reason why I'm going with Bart Starr is he is the original OG. He is the OG Packer. Um, and I think that he's another guy for me. He's 9-1 and one in playoff playoff starts. I mean, he, he's he lost one playoff game. And for me, it's just one of those things where if you get the job done and win – you're, you're in good shape. Now, he was never one of those guys where he was never going to fill up the stat sheet, have 400 yards. He never led the league and led a single season passing yard marker, but he always led the league in completion percentage mm-hmm. and passer percentage and still holds the record for the highest pass per attempt of all time. Or that might have been autogram. I'm not sure. But um, – and something you don't, some you didn't say, MVP of the first two quarterback. I mean, first two Super Bowls. Yeah. So I mean, I mean you, the OG, the OG of the NFL, honestly. Yeah. Uh. So it was back to you, bud. All right. This this is my fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So this so is for my yeah for my last one, I'm going with uh, John Elway. Mm. Like you said earlier, not that good in the front office. <laughs> yeah. He's had a, yeah. he's had a different quarterback each year since Peyton left. Yeah, he he might have to go out there and start throwing himself. But um, yeah, John John Elway. Uh, he's a winner. He's the fourth winningest quarterback in NFL history behind Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, Tom Brady, and but he was also sacked a lot, so that took a toll on him. But just what he did throughout all that, you know, is very impressive. He's one of six quarterbacks to pass at least 3,000 yards in 12 seasons. So that says something about his longevity. Hall of Famer, Stanford, mate. Stanford, baby. Uh, went from baseball. Stanford, to mate. Did, Stanford did anybody baby. else hear that? I didn't say mate. I said baby. What it do, baby? What it do, what it do baby? baby? Nah, but yeah, John, John L is my fourth pick. And uh, so you know how like there's a, like the biggest like rating of like a draft? Draft prospect, like when they come in or whatever, like that. John Wilway is like, like, never had to. No other person has had a higher rating coming from college than him. My, I think he's a bit of a diva, though. He is a little bit of a diva, and I'm a big team guy, and I felt like he was not a team guy. No, 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 he was a team guy. But well, once he got to, once he got, he got, he has four Super Bowl losses, and that's crazy. He's two and four Super Bowl. So yeah, um, last guy, last guy, I'm gonna pick is Randall Cunningham. Oh my wow, staying with the black quarterbacks, you know. Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham. Also, Eagles one of the first teams to get black quarterback. But I'm picking Randall Cunningham not because he's black, because he's a scrambling quarterback, and that also a trailblazer. Yeah, that also started. That inspired people like Cam, Steve Young, Mike Vick, Mike Vick, Steve McNair, uh, you know, RG3. Like that. He was so he's so he's so like really he reminds me a lot of another equal quarterback, uh, Carson Wentz. You couldn't sack him if he's outside the pocket. He was just so Houdini like getting out of a sack. And what's crazy is he got injured in the pocket. 
because I think his coordinator told him he wanted to want him to stay in the pocket more, and he got injured in the pocket, and it's just sad. And I think without him, we wouldn't have scrambling quarterback. I mean, eventually we would have got him, but yeah. So, draft is concluded. So let's. All right. So I had Dan Marino, A. A. Ron. A. Rodgers. I got Bart Starr, and then I got Otto Graham. All right. I feel good about my team. Got a splash of old. Got a splash of new. Got a lot of both. I had Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Brett Farr, and John Elway. I think I got the most yards out of all of you. <laughs> you do. Um, I got Far, uh, TB. I got Doug Williams, Joe Montana, and Randall Cunningham. I think TB twelve. I think I have the uh, underdog quarterback. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> got like a splash of everything. All right, so, dude, I just want to talk about now. I know that we're not like I know y'all don't watch baseball like that, but thoughts and prayers to Christian Yelich. I mean, got got a. I mean. You, you can MVP, yeah, man. Reigning MVP, and I think that it's so sad because what people don't know is he was having that kind of season again where, like, he was in contention for another Triple Crown. Now, he was never going to get it because his batting average was off, not like last year, but I think that his – that fractured kneecap, that fractured kneecap, such a bad injury, yeah. and especially a ball straight to the kneecap. That That's tough. That's tough. I mean, he was he was in that home run race. I mean, that home run race is super tight right now. I mean, you got Peter Alonzo, who you have 47 home runs. You got Mike Trout with 45. You got uh, Johannes Suarez with 44. Cody Bellinger with 44. Even with Christian Yelich out, he's still at 44. Um, you got Jorge Soler, former, former Cub, whoop, whoop, um, with 41. I mean, it's super, it's super tight. And I think that... This could be the first season in recent memory where you have multiple people in which hit 50 home runs oh, yeah. in a season, single year since Judge and John uh, Carlos Stan did it two or three years ago. But other than that, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. But there, I don't think there's ever been a time where there's been three or more. Um, and you know what's crazy about that? Mike Trout. Mike Trout is consistently, all the time, consistently, every single season – and the leaders of home runs. I think it's crazy that he's always up there. And it sucks that he's with the Angels of Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I, th- I think that Mike Trout – I think that Mike Trout, in my opinion, is the best player of all time. Because I don't think we've ever seen a truly five-way player that can run, catch, hit, steal, everything mm. as – consistently as Mike Trout has and can do. And it's crazy. I mean, he might he might go down he might retire without a ring. Honestly. Yeah, but I mean you look at the you look at his war, which is wins above replacement, which is super hard to come by. And he's twenty eight and is already beating Derek Jeter, which played to his forties. Yeah. I mean that's just unbelievable to me. And I think that only person that can, in my mind, compete with how much of a five-star player he was is Ken Griffey, or Jr., obviously. But the thing about Ken Griffey was is that Ken Griffey was never – by the time that he got into his 30s and got with the Reds and stuff like that, he was never as good as he was with Seattle. He was never that um, – he was never that one that would steal 40, 40 bases. He would just like – 
he was a big body and he would hit home runs and he was darn good at hitting home runs but Mike Trout still at 28 years old has won multiple MVPs I mean has won multiple all-star all-star games uh MVPs I think that he just can't be touched by anybody in his five five way played him and if when, he wins the World Series, I think it's just automatic. When did he start playing? Like, when did he first? Um, I'm thinking 2010, 2011, somewhere in there. So, he's he's so he still started, fairly new to the game. He started as a teen? So, he – oh, like, he when did he start playing baseball itself or when did he get in the league? When did he get in the league? Like, what? how old was he? I think that he got into the league when he was 19 or 20 years old. Mm. Oh, okay. That's crazy. Yeah, he, him and Bryce Harper came into the league at the same time. Bryce Harper, what, what about that hair? Bryce Harper, overrated. I mean, what can I say? He came into the league in 2011. So, oh. he's still only been in the league for eight years and has close to 300 home runs. I mean, has a batting average of 305. Can't be touched. Can't be touched. Yeah, he does know. I think he's a fine wine. Just gets better with age. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so we're going to do what ifs. We're all going to do one, three what ifs, and we're going to very quickly go over the what ifs real quick. I, let's just do one what if. Sure. Okay, let's do one. And this, is, and this will be the poll for this episode. Okay. All right. So the question is the what if. What if Bo Jackson never got hurt? So, for those of you who don't know, Bo Jackson, probably one of the best running backs, but tore his quad and was out for the rest of his career. All right? So, you want to do it? It'll be me and you. It'll be me and you, Adam. Um, I think host. Host right here. Yeah, you'll be yeah. the arbitrator. I'm the. I think Bo Jackson, I think, I think he probably would have stayed in football more. I think. I think even Torres Quad, I think he would have been great with the Raiders. I think the Raiders would have eventually won a Super Bowl with him. They probably would have won two, maybe two Super Bowls with him. Um, I think he probably could have won a World Series with the Red not the Reds, the Royals. Royals yeah. And um yeah, I just think he would have been I don't think he was I still don't think he would have went down as the greatest court, greatest running back of all time. I think I think it's still you gotta get that to I think you gotta get that to I think Barry, but so I would go with. I personally think he was that good where he would have went down as the best running back of all time, and I also think that he would have been no doubt by far the best two way player, the two game player of all time. Only person in history who has gone to a Pro Bowl and an All Star game in the same year. I mean, we're talking about not only did he do a Deion Sanders where he played baseball and football, he was the best at both. Yeah. And I think that that's something that if if he didn't get hurt, if he didn't tear his quad, then I don't think he could have been stopped. I think – now, I personally think, though, that he would have been downhill. Like, his body would have started, like, deteriorating, go- yeah. deteriorating um, after a little while just because – Two professional sports playing 182 games and then playing a 16-game um, football season. That's not that. Good. That's not good for your body. And that's literally like if he doesn't make the playoffs, that's what three months of not playing. I think that I think that's that January, February, March. I think that uh, Barry Sanders, to your point, is the best running back. But to me, 
Bo Jackson is the best athlete. Where Bo Jackson could outrun you, Bo Jackson could run you over, Bo Jackson could hit at a country mile, and Bo Jackson could throw you out at home from the warning track. I mean, that's something that, like, Mike Trout, we love Mike Trout. I'm, as you've heard, I'm a big fan of Mike Trout. But Mike Trout can't run you over. No. Actually, he could probably run me. Now, what, run me over, yeah. what did what did Bo Jackson play in baseball? So he played outfield, uh, mainly left field or right field. Um, but what he was, what he's been best known for was his arm, um, which is surprising because you would think he, he he's so fast and running back. Um, but he was actually best known for his arm. He would throw people out. There's there's one point in which he was in right field and he threw a guy out at third, and it was the strongest throw that I've yep. ever seen. Um, he also caught one uh, over the over the shoulder, ran up the fence. <laughs> Never seen that either. So <laughs> Bo Jackson's definitely definitely a man. And one more thing about Bo Jackson, real quick. I think honestly, I think he could apply play ten years in NFL, ten years in MLB at the same time because we're talking about running back and outfielder. Outfielder, all it simply is is catch the ball, <laughs> throw back infield. Running back is simply run left, run right, run up the gut. You don't have to do a lot of thinking like a quarterback does, or a lot of like, a lot of, a lot of thinking like a catcher or a pitcher. So I think yeah, but it's that. not. But to me, it's not like in the outfield and in running back, you don't have to think a lot. So it's very kind of mindless work. You cut, you cut, you cut. But you're also you're you're also taking bumps like, like nobody else. I mean, the only person that would the only profession that I think or the only person on the field that takes as many bumps as they do is offensive linemen, which those crazy CTE fanatics yeah. just just ram into each other all day, every day. But I think that I think that he could have gone 10 more years, but I think he would have had to eventually choose one or the other. I don't think he could have played both if he wanted a, a sustainable career. Definitely. I, I, I'm with you. Now, Deion Sanders, he – I know he had a home run and a touchdown, like, within like a, a week, right? Yeah, yeah. It was. Did it Bo was Jackson close. ever do that or no? Um, so, no. And the reason why is because um, Deion Sanders was on a good enough team that they played in the playoffs. Oh. Bo okay. Jackson was never in the playoffs. Um, and he was never able to do both at the same time. I mean, you got Deion Sanders went from um, Deion Sanders went from a Falcons game, flew to Yankee Stadium, and played in the Yankee Stadium mm-hmm. World Series game, yeah. which is wild. That is pretty crazy. And there's a story. I'm looking up. There's a story. Bo Jackson unofficially ran the 44-1, like three, something like that, which technically would have been – NFL all-time record, which is John Ross four two two in the forty. But yeah, I, I think I think that Bo Jackson, greatest athlete. But I think Dion is very much overhyped for his baseball ability. I think that he's very he was one of the best cornerbacks of all time. But in my opinion, he was not that good as a baseball player. I mean, he was good enough to make the majors, but I think. His name got him to the majors. Yeah, definitely. of kind of like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, I love Tim Tebow to death. Tim Tebow is probably one of my favorite people, but Tim Tebow is not that great of a baseball player. 
but people want to see him on the Mets just because it's a spectacle if he goes to the Mets. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to buy his Mets jersey if he goes to like gets called up to the Mets. Um, and I think it's the same thing with Deion Sanders. And especially, we're talking about the Yankees, where Yankees are all about money. They're all about a spectacle. They're all about getting a bang for your buck. Um, and so, Deion Sanders, to me, was your perfect guy. And he was so fast. like Neon Deion. Yeah, he could literally just run out the stadium. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> all right, so the last thing I want to do before we wrap this up is – I want to know if you could have – if you could go out to eat with one person, just have dinner with one person, and they have to be alive, who would you ha- have dinner with, and what would y'all talk about? Man, that's a good one. I I would have dinner – I feel like y'all already know who I'm about to say. J. Cole. Yes. Jermaine, Jermaine Cole. Cole. Lamar Cole. Of who you guys talk Dreamville. about? 2014. I mean, I just feel like he's such a he's just like a cool person, you know, like you always have these people that are like just cool down to earth. You could talk about anything with him and not have a problem with him. He he just seems like just a down to earth person. We talk about Dreamville. We talk about getting me signed to Dreamville. We would, uh <laughs> You know, we talk about Forest Hills Drive. Like he, he's just, he's just such a, just seems like such a cool person. Like, what about you? Oh, what I'm about y'all? See, I feel bad because my person is Tim Tebow, and I just finished <laughs> trying to thrash yeah. Tim Tebow. <laughs> but to me, Tim Tebow is the the all around guy. I mean, Tim Tebow. Yes, he had a one of the best college quarterbacks of all time, but he also like. I very much respect him, even though he's not that great of a baseball player. I very much respect him for, like, going out of his comfort zone and trying to do what he wanted to do. And I think that's very admirable of him just like, oh, you know what? I could probably have millions of dollars being on college game day, but I'm going to leave all that and be a a single-A baseball player for a little while. And I think that that's very admirable, especially since he didn't play baseball since he was in high school. Yeah. And when he came in, he was 28, 29. Yeah. Um, and I think that I, we would just talk about life. I mean, both of us are Christians. We would have a good old time. I bet he's a good – I feel like he could throw down some barbecue. Probably not. Probably not. He probably doesn't season his food. because <laughs> he's white? Uh I'm going to go with a quarterback that also is NFL, not anymore. I'm going to go with Colin Kaepernick. You know, I, we have so so many opinions about people in Colin Kaepernick, and we never have, like, we never get the mind, in the mind of Colin Kaepernick, through his mind of, like, everything, like, like how he felt when he first took the knee. Um, what does he feel like when people, you know, talk about the, like, talk about, like, he's against his country and all that? Um, what does he feel about, a lot of people were saying, like, Yo, he has white parents, so why is he, like, what is he, all this stuff, I just want to know what he thought, like, is thinking all the time, and, you know, I will also ask him about that Super Bowl run when he, when When the lights went out, when the lights went out, like, dude, I thought that was still a pass interference, that was a pass interference that game, yeah, I do think Colin Kaepernick should have a Super Bowl ring, but maybe Patrick Willis would have won. That's our next what if. Dude, what if the lights didn't go out? <laughs> 87 <laughs> 0. 87 to 0. That's all we got for you, folks. 
All right, so next so week. next week we will be going over week three. All right, remember that the way you get onto the podcast is you like, share, subscribe. No, you <laughs> you, you five stars. You leave us a review, and then you share us either on Instagram or on Twitter. All right, our Instagram handle is i underscore can't underscore deal underscore with underscore, underscore this, this underscore se- no 704 no, no underscore between the this and the 704 or guys just <laughs> just uh look us up at at adam july 11 at jake c miller 97 at gabe dot hoff the hoff is spelled h-o-f-f and send us some questions we would love to get your questions on the podcast um we love you if you're <laughs> If you're not wanted anywhere else, you're not only wanted, but you're welcome. And wait, one more thing, one more thing. When you go up to somebody, be confident to get their number. Say, if you found a treasure chest that had the amount of money as your phone number, how much money would you have? Easy way to get anybody's number. Hey, no. No, hell no. Do not Please do, that. do not. She's going to walk away from you. <laughs> good night, everybody. Good night. Have a good one.